It really is time to uplevel women's health care. So join the natal naturopath in disrupting the mainstream medical paradigm through real chats and expert talks. We want to empower women in their health to help educate you so you aren't left dismissed and confused about your body. We know a lot about women's bodies and we've got you. Join me, Melanie, weekly on this podcast for practical health tips, naturopathic insight, unlearning of outdated medical advice, motherhood musings, along with longer episodes with health leaders in their own fields. Hello and welcome to episode four of the podcast, Is It Time to Break Up with the Pill? So this episode will all be about the power of ovulation and the power of progesterone and how magical our body actually is and how the pill is impacting a really, really vital process that goes on in the body. So if we just look at the bigger picture for a second, you know, our hormones have huge downstream effects on the body. They are not just there for falling pregnant. Your body didn't design progesterone with only creating a baby in mind. So it could really be time if you are on the pill to imagine coming off of it to allow the magical hormonal process of ovulation to occur even if you have no interest in having a child. So our menstrual cycle is there for a reason. And I couldn't say this enough. It is there for a reason. And the reason is not just to have a baby. So shutting it down means we're actually shutting down a hugely important intricate system. And it's one of our vital signs perfectly designed for us. So I really am a strong believer our bodies are pretty perfectly designed. Obviously, things go wrong all the time. But in general, our bodies work pretty amazingly every day. They do so much for us. I find the idea of cutting out an entire hormone that was there for a reason to be really, really alarming. And that's not to say I haven't actually done it myself because I was on the pill on and off a few times throughout high school. But looking back, if it actually had have been explained to me properly what the pill was doing, I actually wouldn't have done it. Yes, it was easy to skip my period, but I think if I had have had the proper sit down explanation of what progesterone is doing and the fact that I will not have progesterone being made anymore because I'm not ovulating, I think that would have been uh, a pretty eye opening conversation. Let's go back to when the pill was created. The marketing team behind the pill, so, you know, the people that thought, how are we going to sell this to millions of women? They came up with a really, really, I mean, it was a great idea for the marketing team, wasn't it? Because it's created the pill to be at what it is today. They decided we are going to make it mimic the body's natural cycle. Let's put in a fake bleed on a monthly timeline that will actually sell the pill better to women because women will feel like this is actually not that different to my normal cycle. So it can't actually be that impactful because I'm still getting a period and it's still monthly and my period seems really good. So let's just un sort of, let's break that down. A- The bleed that you get when you're on on the pill is not a period at all. It is not the same 
as a monthly bleed that we get when we're menstruating. This is a withdrawal bleed from the lack of um, synthetic hormones when we're on the sugar pill. So it is not a normal period. You did not ovulate. A normal period comes about two weeks after ovulation. That those two events are very, very linked. Ovulation happens, you then get a good period. That is not what's happening when you're in the pill. But the marketing team was so clever and they knew if we set it up like that, people will fall for this idea because it actually can't be that impactful, right? You're still getting a period. It just means you can't have a baby anymore, which I completely understand the idea behind contraception. This is no way to, you know, this is not a podcast episode about um, disliking contraception. I think contraception has been a huge empowering movement for women. However, I have issues with what it's doing. I wish it was better. I wish there was more information. And at least then women can make the correct, you know, decision and accurate choice for their body. I just don't feel there's enough information about what the pill marina and so on is doing biochemically. So, you know, there's not really that proper explanation is there. I don't hear of that ever from someone that went on the pill And I hear from a lot of mums of teenage girls saying, oh my gosh, I didn't know it was doing that to her. No one, no one explained that to me. And so I've got three daughters myself. Ultimately, it's going to be their decision. But let me tell you, I will be explaining exactly what it is doing so that they can make the empowered choice for them. So all I hear is, well, my doctor said the pill's going to regulate my hormones. I knew I had a hormonal problem, whether that was, uh, you know, hormonal acne, whether that was really heavy periods, whether that was in irregular period, I went on the pill to regulate my hormones. So how about, first of all, let's investigate why your hormones are unbalanced in the first place. Wouldn't that actually be more helpful to you rather than just masking it, giving you a fake period once a month to trick you into thinking your hormones are now balanced? Let me say this, the pill cannot, will not, and doesn't regulate your hormones. That is not what it is doing. It is actually shutting down your hormonal pathway. It is stopping communication from your brain to your ovaries so that the hormonal pathway is entirely closed down. Sort of think of it as a chemical reversible castration, if you will. So it's not happening. No hormones are happening. These synthetic hormones come in and do their thing. So they're not actually encouraging your own hormones to pick up and do the right thing. They're shutting your own off and then they are coming in and doing what they want to do. So I'm such an advocate for talking about what the pill is doing and talking about our hormones in the correct way, just so that we can inform women a bit more so that they can make the accurate choice for their own body. So like I said, the pathway between your ovaries and your brain, or more specifically the hypothalamic gland is shut down. So it's chemical menopause. The pill does not balance the hormones. It's switching them off. So pill bleeds, therefore, are not periods. We do not cycle when we're on the pill. So when we don't cycle, we're not ovulating. And when we're not ovulating, we are not producing progesterone. And progesterone is a magical hormone that I really do insist we all get the benefits of monthly. So put it this way, women not having progesterone is almost like men not having testosterone. 
Can you imagine if we told men, hey, take this pill. It's going to switch off your testosterone. We're actually going to then give you a fake testosterone. It's going to cause some side effects like maybe weight gain, depression, loss of libido, mood swings. But don't worry, so many women, sorry, so many men take it and it's all fine. Can you actually imagine would men put up with that? I know Scott wouldn't. He would never take a pill that's going to shut down his testosterone. It just wouldn't happen. And I cannot imagine a world where that's commonplace. So why isn't the same value being placed on our progesterone the same as men have a value on their testosterone? I did not grow up you know, going through high school, sex ed, health class, any conversation with a GP, I did not hear of the word progesterone, honestly, once. I mean, look, it could have been thrown out at health class, but I cannot remember ever actually learning about progesterone and then attaching a value onto the progesterone. So if maybe there was a value attached to progesterone in my mind of, whoa, this does a lot, this is incredible, Potentially then I wouldn't have wanted to shut it down with the pill. So a few things that progesterone does in the body, it improves cardiovascular health, stimulates hair growth. It has anti-testosterone properties. So think like reducing jawline acne and facial hair growth. It's amazing for calming your mood and sleep, uh, encouraging sleep, reduces the risk of breast cancer, which is a huge one. So, so important. It reduces inflammation, it can regulate your immune function, and it supports healthy bones. So, you know, when we go through menopause, we don't have any hormones anymore because our ovaries have shut down. They've closed up shop. We are not going to get the progesterone monthly deposit like we do when we're younger. So at the moment, every time I ovulate, my body creates progesterone. Whatever isn't used in that moment is actually deposited away in the body for me to then dip into when future Melanie is in her 40s or 50s and goes through menopause. And when I do, the dipping into my progesterone stores will actually mean my menopause will be easier on me. So the menopausal symptoms from a lack of hormones can be benefited from this really big, big 35 to 40 years of progesterone deposits. So according to a really, really um, well-known endocrinology professor, Gerilyn Pryor, she said women benefit from 35 to 40 years of ovulatory cycles, not just for fertility, but also to prevent osteoporosis, stroke, dementia, heart disease, and most importantly, breast cancer. So thinking about ovulation and a normal monthly menstrual cycle is like a monthly bank deposit into a really, really long-term savings account. And that long-term savings account is your long-term health when you're older. And then remembering we do not make any progesterone when on the pill. So if you've been on the pill for 10 to 15 years, you will have 10 to 15 years less progesterone than you would have if you weren't on it. And so progesterone is not the same as progesterone. So progesterone or progesterone is the synthetic replacement of progesterone. So it's not actually the same thing, like biochemically, molecular structure, it's not actually the same. They don't even look the same. And so it doesn't therefore equate to the same benefits. And again, very clever, the marketing team labeling that molecule as progestin 
you know, I guess to someone that doesn't really know much about this, they, they could make the assumption, well, progestin must be the same as progesterone, right? So my body still has progesterone when I'm on the pill. False. The only way to make progesterone is to ovulate. So a bit of a side note here, um, there was two massive studies done in Denmark and I'm talking studies over half a million women. So really huge studies. So their results were really impactful and, and super eye-opening actually. So these two study, sorry, these two studies showed that hormonal contraceptives, so hormonal contraceptives are the pill and the marina, we've got the implant on, you can get um, the depot shot. So these are associated with a higher risk of depression, suicide attempt and suicide. And not only is this finding super statistically significant, the magnitude of the effect is fairly robust. So the, the, the findings were robust and strong. And knowing that it might make someone think twice when deciding what form of contraception to be using, and it is pretty well known the side effects, there are side effects of, of any, any medication. They all carry their own side effects. So in conclusion, wrapping it up, ovulation is important for women and it is not just to make a baby. So if you don't want children or you're years off wanting children, please consider another contraceptive method for you that doesn't involve shutting down your ovulatory cycle. That would include the copper IUD because that is non-hormonal, it does not meddle with ovulation. So your cycle will still continue. The hormones are still created. It's just that it does not allow you to fall pregnant because it's going to be meddling with your uterine lining. And then also it can affect sperm survival. survival. So copper ID. Then we've obviously got cycle tracking and condoms. So I personally use cycle tracking and condoms. So I know from when my period finishes all the way up until I ovulate and I know when I ovulate. So it's easy for me to narrow that down. I get the cervical mucus, I get the niggly pain and I just know. So whatever day that is, I then leave a window, a window of two days. And then from then on, we can have unprotected sex. And in that in that fertile window, we just use condoms. And, you know, if you don't feel confident in narrowing down your window, then just use condoms all the time. Honestly, it's, I really, I get so frustrated when I hear men say like, just go on the pill. I don't want to, I don't want to wear a condom. Condoms don't feel as good. Well, please sit them down and explain what is going on when you're on the pill And would they do the same thing for their body? Would you shut your testosterone just so that we can, you know, have sex without a condom? I bet they would say no. So having a really honest conversation and explaining what it does, because men might not really know what the pill does. If women aren't knowing what the pill is doing, I I cannot possibly imagine that men have a very, very comprehensive understanding of what the pill is doing. And so if they really, if your partner knows the negative effects to your long-term health, they might be really, really open into finding something else that works for you guys. Anyway, if you're thinking of you wanting to coming off the pill, you're a little bit worried about what might happen because obviously there is that window after we come off the pill that can last a few months where things are really in flux and your periods might be all over the show, your skin might flare up, you might have mood swings or headaches. Um, we have a lot up our sleeve for this naturopathically and we really would love to help you. We do love to help women come off the pill. But if you're thinking of coming off the pill and then you finally come to that decision, there's no correct way to do it. You just stop. 
So there's no need to wait until you get to your sugar pills or anything like that. You just stop. Um, And if you have any concerns afterwards, you know, you can reach out to a health practitioner. All right. Thank you so much for listening this week. And I will see you next week.